0: Hi friends, I'm Ashley Kramer, and I'm Brittany Labby, and this is more than a season podcast. With the help of men and women across all sports and levels, we dive deep into the highs and lows of the sports industry. No topic is off limits as we discuss the struggles and stereotypes while celebrating the successes and community that comes with this lifestyle. So
1: whether you're a coach's or athlete significant other or just enjoy talking about sports, you are
0: welcome here. Let's take a look beyond the season and get started with today's episode. Hey playmakers. Hey everyone. Welcome back. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. We are just so excited to have you back again for another week.
1: We always love to talk to you guys at the beginning of these episodes and just kind of let you know what's going on in our world. And we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you subscribing, following, and leaving a review. So as always, please do so. If you could pause right here and just scroll down and leave us a review, that would be great, but we are going to just let you know what's going on in our world right now.
0: Yeah. It's been a little crazy. We talk about it here and there about the coaching carousel and just like bowl games and everything like that. It's super hilarious to think about that. Brittany and I are both event planners for our full-time jobs. And yet we have to wait on other people to give us our month of December. (laughs) What's (laughs) happening? (laughs) Yes, it is so stressful. I feel like
1: everyone's like, what are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? And you're like, uh, I literally have zero idea what I'm doing for Christmas. And I will not know until December 5th. And so please leave me alone.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. It's one of those things that's so funny because the questions always get asked and, I know that it's different for every sport, but it's hilarious how many times people are like, are you going to be here? Are you going to be there? Like where, what time? I mean, we never know. So now we officially do, we're going to Memphis, but before we get into the whole bowl conversation, we are so pumped to have our first in-person event in San Antonio. And we just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit because lots of fun things planned. And we also want everyone to know they're welcome. It's not just football. Yes.
1: So if you're anywhere near San Antonio area, please come out January 9th and 10th. It's a Sunday and a Monday. I know people have work and those type of things, but we are planning on doing a bar crawl on Sunday evening. And so if you can come hang out with us, we will have plenty of giveaways along the way. So you have a chance to win
0: something fun. Yeah. And even if you don't drink, so I just wanted to point that out completely, totally understandable. If you don't drink, if you're an expecting mom, if there is something that you're like, I don't know about that. Like, just please come. We're not going to judge you. No judgment zone. It's basically, we just want everyone to get together and meet each other for the first time. And it's starting at 7 PM people. So we are not these night owls that start in like college time frame so it'll be yeah. a lot of fun
1: it'll be just super fun casual maybe some karaoke in the mix maybe Ooh-hoo. some fun bars so just <laughs> if you are interested at all in meeting other women in this industry please come out for that and if that's not your thing we are also doing a cycle class on Monday at 11 a.m
0: yes and cycling is our thing we absolutely love it but we also are not hardcore where we're judgy and at the front of the class saying, you know, go harder, (laughs) go faster. So we just love the music and the atmosphere. And honestly, it's just such a positive space. So please come to that. If you have any desire to come exercise with us in the morning and then afterwards uh, we will have a brunch at NOLA and it's super fun and everyone's going to be invited. So Whatever you can do, if it's one event, if it's all of them, great. And then we also have the opportunity to get our first ever more than a season t shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you sign up for the cycle
1: class, that will be included in your registration fee. So $25 for the cycle class, and you will also get a t shirt and shoe rental along with that. But if you don't want to come to the cycle class and you just want to come to one of the other events, or maybe you just want to rock a t shirt, You can spend $20 and you will get a more than a season t shirt. And so
0: we're really excited because these are exclusive. More than a season T-shirts. We've been trying to basically work on a design that we felt fits best for the community, and it couldn't have been any better than what we got. So we are pumped to do that, and so excited, and so we will see you there. Just click the registration link on our website or in our bio on Instagram. You know where to find us. And so just make sure you fill that out. Takes under a minute, and we are so excited. But bowl game, Brittany, we are going to a bowl. I know
1: this is crazy. I. Have yet to have a season
0: without a bowl.
1: So I just feel like it's the norm for me and, you know, planning my December. But finally, we know where we're going. So we can finally set some plans in place Mm -hmm. for December, for Christmas, for New Year's, all the things.
0: Yeah. So if y'all have been around for, I guess, a year now, I think that we talked about this, what we did last time we were at a bowl together. So Brandon and I always try to find fun things to do, whether there's an event or not going on. So Uh, We just have a good time. I mean, last time we sat at the hotel bar uh, because it rained every day in Arizona, believe it or not. (laughs) It rained. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. And it was like on Christmas day, nothing's open, you know, and
1: it's just pouring rain and we're sitting in the hotel bar having a couple of cocktails and eating some lunch at the hotel bar because nothing else is open. And so Thank goodness we don't have to go on Christmas day this year, but we are going to be there a couple days early. So we'll be doing something fun in Memphis. If you guys are from Memphis or, you know, the area at all, let us know (laughs) what we should do because we have zero idea, even though it's really close to us. So we are excited for that.
0: I have this like weird obsession with bowl game mascots and. Brittany knows that like, there is nothing more that I want in life than to go to the Outback Bowl in my lifetime. I don't know why I think the Blooming Onion is the best mascot I've ever seen. I'm just like, that is on my bucket list for sure. The bowl names are the craziest things. Like the
1: Mayo Bowl was another one that the SEC was affiliated with this year. And like, as you go to different conferences, you have different bowls that you're affiliated with. So you learn more and more about these crazy bowl names. Like the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl is new this year for <laughs> the Pac-12, and it's so funny. I'm like, Jimmy Kimmel has his own bowl. Like, that's his bowl.
0: There should be a more than a season bowl game. Yeah, I think. we're gonna. We could totally. Own. Yeah, we're gonna create our own. It's about time. We'll have a mascot. Stay tuned for that. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not sure what the mascot will be yet, but we'll take now, ideas. Any ideas are welcome.
0: Yes, and so this week, also our episode that you guys are about to hear is so great. We totally took a detour with this one and picked a sport that we have never even talked about ever. And we think it is so fascinating because not only were we humbled by what it takes to become a cornhole professional, we now know that there is way more to it than we ever could have thought. We sat down with Whitney and
1: Michelle and they are just, first of all, they're hilarious. They have their own podcast platform. They are commentators for cornhole. They are badass women. They have kids. They're doing cornhole with their husbands. They're just awesome. So we had such a fun conversation
0: with them. Yes. They just talked about what it takes. It's actually a lot more than just playing with the red solo cups and throwing a beanbag in a hole. And it's so funny because the whole mission started out with two friends. It's very similar to what Brittany and I did. And They just took it and was like, Hey, we see a need and we see this, this ability to have this platform where women can actually play too, and they did it. And so now they have all these tournaments all over the United States. They have basically clubs where you go to bars and hang out and you compete, and then you can go to worlds. I mean, it is a totally new world. So we're excited for you guys to hear this because we just, I've just never been more informed after this. I was just speechless. Yeah. You're going to learn so much in this episode and we hope that you
1: enjoy it and we will see you on the other side.
0: Well, we are back. This is a topic and even a sport we haven't even dove into, and we're just so excited. And we have two special guests, and we're just going to let them take it away. And we're so excited to have them here.
2: Awesome. Well, we're excited to introduce you to the world of cornhole because even though it's not your world, it is literally our entire world. <laughs> <laughs> like, cornhole is life, which it. is crazy. But I'm Michelle uh, Thompson. I'm the co founder of Girls Throw Two, Kids Throw Two, and We Thrive Two. And I'm coming to you from Northern California. And then I got my partner.
3: And I am Whitney Ingram. And I am the co-founder of all those things she just said. Girls throw two, <laughs> we throw two, and kids throw two. Basically, if it has a two in it, we probably own it. And we I am coming to you from across the coast from Annapolis, Maryland. Okay. So
1: how did you guys even like meet each other, get started in this cornhole industry? Give us a lowdown. Where did everything begin?
3: Sure. So basically how it all started was that my husband just he was really into this game of cornhole. We played backyard style. He wanted to get more competitive with it. And um, my nature is to research things that I don't feel comfortable with or know about before I try to go out there and do them competitively. (laughs) So I did that. I went to the Internet to find some content for beginners and women. And I realized pretty quickly that there was nothing out there. Mm
2: -hmm. So
3: that's when I had to step in. I felt like and try to fill in the gaps. And then I met Michelle and we went from there.
2: Yeah. And we met online. It was like an online dating situation, (laughs) online dating success story. (laughs) Not that we're actually dating, but it's the same sort of thing. She put out feelers for people, for women specifically. And I had been running an online business and podcast for women's wellness for over 10 years. So I was always kind of been in this media podcast world. And so I saw her post about looking for women in cornhole and I reached out and then um, I knew that I had to join her on the mission and it was an easy yes. And that was back in um, March. We launched in April of this year and it's been a whirlwind ever since.
0: This is a sport that I know is not recognized the way that it should be. And I know that that's probably what your mission is, is to just spread the awareness of what this sport is. But I want to dive into kind of the rules a little bit, give us the elementary version, of what Mm -hmm. cornhole actually is, because backyard cornhole with some red solo cups is probably not the same with some competitive field. So how much of a difference is there? And can you kind of give us a little bit of a a rule overview?
3: I would say that it it definitely looks a little bit different, but the bones of the game are still there. One thing I can plug just because you gave me the perfect opportunity (laughs) is that we have a girls throw two children's book that just launched on our website. And in the back of it, you have all the terminology that you will come across at the higher level of competitive play. Really. I don't want to say dumbed down, but elementary school version of it, you know, for kids, as well as um, a list of the rules, but basically it's just two boards, 27 feet apart from the end of one board to the end of the other. Each player gets four bags. You alternate turns, throwing bags, one bag in gets three points. One bag on the board gets one point. You do cancellation scoring. So you add up each player's score and then you take the higher number and subtract it from the lower number. And that's the person who earned that amount of points.
1: Okay. I have but, a question for you because it's 21, right? You have to get to 21 first. And do you have to get exactly to 21? No, that would
2: be a backyard rule. Okay, see? <laughs> I've been playing professional rules all along. I, didn't even know. <laughs> I don't know where that, that rule came from. Um,
1: but yeah, but they no. call it
3: the bust rule. And it is something I think that some guy somewhere who had too much to drink said, <laughs> I don't want to lose yet. So <laughs> we have to institute this rule that if you get above 21, you have to go back to 17. No, yeah. that's not how they play
2: in real Doesn't life. Doesn't exist in the American Cornhole League uh, organization where we have professional cornhole <laughs> happening. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> so,
0: good to awesome. know. awesome. So is the season year round, obviously you can play indoor, outdoor, so that's pretty cool. But what does it usually look like for a competitive season? Is there a certain number of months or is it you just go all year round? How does that look There's like?
2: There's technically a season, although, you know, Worlds, the, the whole championship comes together in the beginning of August. And that would be essentially when the season technically ends. And then the season starts again in October. So it's not really that much time <laughs> off in between. And then we have other series, like we had this pro shootout series, for example, that finishes up even after Worlds. So it's a little bit blurry, the lines of the season, but technically there is a season. Like all the competitive play is always gonna be indoors. And then they had like one outdoor venue that was it. And it
3: didn't go well. There wasn't a differential well. downpour that day.
2: <laughs> so I'm assuming they're not gonna repeat that this season. <laughs> I'm guessing they'll all be indoors this year. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so do you guys play
1: with your significant others? Like is it men and women or is it separated?
3: Well, predominantly when I got into it about a year ago, whenever I went to any kind of competitive like league night play or blind draw play, it was all predominantly men. There maybe were one or two women scattered amongst like 25 to 50 men. Wow. Um, now, I think hopefully due to some of our efforts and just due to the growing of the sport in general, it's gotten more women playing.
2: That's awesome. There that's is really cool. a women's division. So, in tournaments, for example, there's the co ed, which is everybody competes, but there's also a women in a senior division, which would be only women and only seniors. And that's just supplementary to the actual event, which is anybody can play anybody. There's no advantage, male or female, young or old. Right. right. So, one Everyone pound has bag. the same rules. It's not yeah. like, okay.
3: Yeah. You don't get to, it's not like the lady tease in golf. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where you get to, you get to drive the ball from way further up, but but you have to think about it. Biologically speaking, it's a lot more seemingly equal in terms of what this sport is
0: requiring physically for man and woman than many other sports. Yeah. So for the younger division,
2: do they still do the 27 feet apart? The pro level, they are throwing 27 feet. There are four-year-olds, six-year-olds that can throw 27 feet and be advanced at the play. So is it possible? Absolutely. Um, I do think it's slightly discouraging because the average child is not going to be able to be that successful throwing 27 feet. My son, for example, being six. He wants to throw 27 feet because we do. And I keep telling him like, until you get the bag flat, until you're more accurate, we need to get you closer because there are no divisions for kids to play in at a shorter distance. It's discouraging to him. So hence kids throw two, which we launched last week, which will be having competitions for different age levels with different distances from the boards.
1: Cool. So will me. you do like travel type of competitions yeah. for that? Okay. Just yeah.
3: like, and hopefully we'll eventually piggyback those off of the actual pro ACL opens. So like if mom and dad are coming to play in this, they no longer have to get grandma to watch you. They can bring you. Cool, oh, cool.
1: Okay. That's so fun. It's like a fa- all included sport. That's the best like part of the people, sport. Yeah. It is. A lot of people in our industry, a lot of our followers too, like it's all about your significant other and their sport and you don't really get to join in like I've
2: never played football before, so I don't know how to. Yeah, It's so cool because you see, first of all, moms beating dads, you see kids beating parents because there truly is no advantage. Once you figure out how to throw the bag at some point, it switches from physical to mental too. Once you have the reps down and you you have the hand-eye coordination and you're getting the bag into the hole, it becomes completely a mental game. And now it's kind of like a chess game. Like how do you get people to miss? How do you block? And
3: oftentimes the kids are better at doing that. Because they're not as in their heads as we are as True. adults. It also strengthens families in that a wife and a, a husband can be inside watching a show together. They're not really connected, right? They're just watching mm-hmm. a joint program. They can be outside at the boards. You can't not talk mm-hmm. when you're out there standing next to each other. And you at can't be on your phone.
2: You can't be on your phone. because You're you fully engaged <laughs> on an
3: activity that you're doing simultaneously, which mm-hmm. is in retrospect, like after you've tried it a couple of times, what it can help with beyond Cornhole court is definitely a powerful thing.
2: We actually had a child psychiatrist on our podcast last week. And we talked about like, how do you get your kids to talk to you and connect to you? And she talked about how it's so important to have space. Like you might ask your child, how was your day? And then they say, it's fine. And then everybody kind of moves on, but you actually need there to be like more open space for them to eventually get to a point where they're like, well, actually, and cornhole naturally does that because you're standing at the boards, you're throwing bags. And then the other players throw their bags. You're just standing next to each other. And it naturally becomes a time where you just connect and talk. Wow, yeah. I love that. That's really
0: cool. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think that's really neat and it forces you outside. I mean, we were always told growing up. I know it's a little different now, but we were always told like you need to go outside and play, like get your butt out there and go do something. Yeah, so what, when I did, did that well. change? I, I know. Think that changed. Oh, I know. We had the sun goes down rule like you come inside yes. when the sun mm-hmm. goes down. Just having this sport, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it is so much more affordable to play and I feel like growing up baseball is one that pops to mind is so expensive when you're starting out and Brittany can attest to softball for sure, but just all the gear and everything that goes with it. And then you have to join the teams and be able to, you know, keep, it's just a nonstop thing. And so do you feel like this sport is more uh, inclusive with the affordability?
3: I would say yes and no.
2: Well, you can make your boards, first of all. Like, So if you're just starting out, you can can go online and look at the dimensions and go buy the wood and make your boards. So you don't even have to buy equipment. Now, you you could buy really cheap bags. Now, eventually, you're going to be like, these bags are not good and have to upgrade. So when Whitney says yes and no, it's because once you become a more competitive player, there is something that happens with cornhole bags mm-hmm. and you must buy all of them and they are <laughs> not cheap.
3: I mean, it's, it becomes an addiction where it's an addiction to waiting the bags, for the new bags to come out. Cause you want to try them. Cause like, maybe those will be the ones I can get in the hole, <laughs> how,
0: much are they? how much, how much is a bag? How much they are we range walking? 50 yeah, to
2: probably one fifty for four. Oh, for four. Okay. I thought you were about yeah. to say it for no. a bag. No, <laughs> yeah, you get a, you get a
3: full set. You get a whole yeah. set that you can go out there and take to a tournament <laughs> to throw for sure. But it is between the 50 and one fifty range. And what I should note is that the $150 sets are no Quality. more great, I should say, than the $50 sets. Wow. As long as they are ACL stamped and licensed and approved, that means they have met the requirement to be decent, usable, wonderful bags. And just because they cost more doesn't always mm-hmm. mean that they throw better or whatever. usually
2: means they're just less supply.
1: Yeah, so they, it they, oh, it's a supply man. and demand game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's might be a dumb question, but you bring your own bags with you everywhere
2: you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Okay, oh, you have a do. backpack of bags. You bring multiple bags because well, you don't know if the boards are going to be sticky or slick. Um, I'm going know- to
3: Wyoming skiing tomorrow. You guys, I leave on a plane and I was literally thinking I should probably just put four bags in my, my suitcase, just in case in the yep. snow, I come across some cornhole boards.
2: <laughs> we brought them to Cabo. We brought our bags to Cabo, my husband and I, and we played every morning. We, we had, they had boards at the resort and we brought our own bags because once you have your bags, you cannot throw the cheap Otherwise, bags, yeah. you just can't. It's a it's different like-
3: sport. I mean, the, the, <laughs> kind of, the that kind of bag and like the little trampoline boards that aren't really sturdy. Mm-hmm. It, it's a fun game to play like when you're on vacation, if you come across it, but it is not cornhole. So it gets a little more difficult to be okay with like those scenarios without your own supplies like as a you more get control. more into it, yeah.
0: Why well, like a vacation conversation starter? Y'all are over there just like sinking them in the hole every time. They're like, what's wrong with these people? Yeah. They're like,
3: who are these freaks? <laughs> brought their own bags
1: and they're yeah. ready
0: to go. That's so funny.
3: And not only that, it's branded with like their company name. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. Everything we wear is girls throw two. And then we have girls throw two bags. And yeah, I mean, them. I know
3: I was literally thinking about it. I was like, I have no clothes anymore that are not girls that are two or kids that are two. And I mean, the, <laughs> the world just has to start dealing with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome though. That's I, I love have that closet. you guys have started
1: all that like movement and everything. And you're kind of trying to be more inclusive to women and kids, because obviously it seems like there was definitely a link missing there how did you even start your podcast? How did you start this platform? You said that you were looking for some more resources and did you find it now that you've started this platform or what did that look like?
3: We gave you a little bit of heads up about like how Michelle and I found each other. You know, I was researching, Mm -hmm. there was nothing else out there. We put together this quick team. As far as the podcast goes, I mean, it just seems like if you're going to start a movement to try to spread awareness about anything these days, podcast is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. So we did that. Um, We knew there was a need in the market. We just didn't know how big it
2: was. It proved to be even
3: bigger than we ever could have imagined very quickly. There's
2: no female voice is the problem. So Mm -hmm. like going back to merch, Whitney and I would go online. We wanted a cute cornhole shirt to wear to our league. They're all designed by men. And we're like, I don't want to wear that. The, the female version of the male version. And you're mm-hmm. like, that doesn't even make sense. We're I don't like, want, we want your boxy t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I want cute clothes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, and then the same thing with the podcast. We're listening to these podcasts. Whitney and I are so green. We don't know the pro players' names. We don't know all the people in the sport. We don't know a lot about the sport other than we love to play it. And so we're listening to these other cornhole podcasts and we're all lost. We're like, I don't know who that, who they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to create a podcast that spoke to the people who, where we were. And so that's what we did. And then now, obviously we, we know all the names. I mean, we got, we partnered up with the American Cornhole League two months into our business. They came to us and wanted to partner with us. And so we're commentators for the ACL. So we had to fast forward our education real quick. Oh
3: my gosh. We learned like an insane amount of knowledge about this game and the pros in a very short amount of time. But if you put eight hours a day, five days a week into learning about anything, and you don't learn about it, then there's something wrong there. So <laughs> we have gotten much more knowledgeable, but what I will tell you is originally, a lot of the reason for starting out like this was that like the relationship dynamic that Cornhole creates, if you're not a woman who's playing as competitively as your husband, which happens all mm-hmm. the time within relationships, you like the game, you play with him in the backyard, but he's traveling to go do this. He becomes quickly addicted. He's gone all the time playing Cornhole. And now you're like, there's a relationship dynamic that can be very positive within the game. But if not communicated properly between parties (laughs) can also be very negative within Mm -hmm. a relationship. And women can relate to each other on that. Like, God, he wants to go play again, but we're supposed to do this for my son's school. You know, I guess I'll go by myself. Like, that can be a frustrating feeling that we know lots can relate to. Ourselves included. That
1: was kind of my next question too, because I feel like it's so easy to play cornhole. It's in your backyard. You can set it up even in the house. I'm sure in some people's houses and things like that. So when do you kind of turn that off? And when do you
2: kind of <laughs> okay. we don't? And honestly, we ask every one of our guests to ever get cornhole out, and they all say no. Like you just don't get sick of it.
3: Or we ask, what are you doing if you're not playing cornhole? And
2: they say playing cornhole. Playing cornhole. <laughs> playing corn- Yeah. So it, that's why it's so great when the whole family plays because right. you're all on the same page. Like you mm-hmm. are just single-minded cornhole. Like, you But don't it's want- also so
3: detrimental if one person plays doesn't and one person does not. <laughs> yes, that's why yeah. we have to get the women and the kids into it so that it can be a family experience and not divide a family. Right. But can unite a family.
2: We so knew why the women weren't throwing because we used to not want to throw either because... We too weren't good and it was mm-hmm. frustrating. So, like, we could relate to, like, hey, we've been where you are. We don't have any natural ability or talent. Trust me. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, which, which means if we can figure it out, so can you let, like, come with us on the uh-huh. journey? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Because if in relationships with Cornhole, if you are dating or married to a Cornhole player who's avid in the game, there are two scenarios. One, you are also as avidly addicted to coronal as they are. Or two, you are just the most flexible, supportive patient human in the world. Which there is, not is nothing in between, which is not, which is not Michelle and I. And we need you to know very quickly, we can't beat our husbands on the court. How are we going to beat them at this game? We are going to start a company that makes us <laughs> fundamentally more important within the sport than
0: they can be.
3: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and the goal has been achieved. Thank God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I want to know with the tournaments that you travel to, how long did those last? Is it like a weekend or a day? How And how many, do you call it rounds that you play?
2: It actually goes to 21 or they do rounds, which is because we're, the sport is on ESPN and stuff, but in order for it to be on ESPN within a time block, they have to be able to somehow control the timing. So they change it to rounds. So they just play 10 rounds or 12 rounds and then it's over. So it doesn't matter if you hit 21, the game is over after those rounds. So it's a little so it's bit First of a to play.
3: 21 or the highest score after 10 to 12 rounds depending yep. on what what they what happens first
2: doing. but the tournaments last a whole weekend uh worlds last almost a week Oof, that final one. but it is like 9 a.m to like 10 p.m i mean wow. it is long long days especially when we have the broadcast the, the whole event i mean it's exhausting whitney and i are just commentating and we're exhausting
3: yeah the energy there is so uplifting that you don't realize you're tired until it stops at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I'm about to die. (laughs) But like in the middle of the day, every part of it's enjoyable and very like energetically charged.
1: Yeah. Okay. So how do you guys do all you're doing so many things you are commentating, (laughs) you have started this amazing movement and all of these brands and you're playing and traveling and you're taking care of your family's like What's your secret?
3: <laughs> it's getting, getting the whole family involved, first of all, was step yep. one in making this feasible because now our husbands our don't husbands resent come. us when we travel for work, they come with us because mm-hmm. they want to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That yep. was huge. Um, and getting us on the
2: same page, I know Michelle used to do. I mean, you could tell like your yoga stuff. Did Nick ever want to travel with you, Michelle? My other business that I had, the women's wellness business, I had a lot of things I had to travel to and it was a divide. It was like frustrating to him because it was my passion, but not his. And that's what's so great about cornholes because not only would he not get mad if I went, he wants to go too. We get like seven vacations a year together and it's covered by the ACL.
3: We just (laughs) have to go commentate for a certain number of hours. But when we do that together... The boys are off playing a cash game mm-hmm. somewhere, you know, together. So they're having fun. So yeah, it, it really is a really fun time. It's very family and community oriented. Hopefully we can start bringing our kids to more of these as kids that are too grows too. I would say that's my biggest struggle with the travel mm-hmm. that's required is just leaving. You know, we have three daughters that are like between 14 and nine. And while I don't think they need me much on a day-to-day basis anymore and somebody can sub in for me, it's still just doesn't feel right, you know, to constantly be away from them. But also, um, we work from home, which, which provides like a very big level of independence and autonomy in terms of like when I go pick up my dry cleaning or when I get online and order Instacart, because let's be honest, I don't go to the grocery store. I hate the grocery store. (laughs) But, um, But we, but we will stay on this zoom. Like we are now with the four of us, Michelle and I will stay on that from the west coast and the east coast and we will just do our work day and barely talk unless we have a question as if we were in an office in a cubicle wow.
2: next to each other wow. you know what i mean and so it's but um, the yeah, other advantage of working from home is that we get to be with our kids a lot more than mm-hmm. if we were during the week having you know an 8 to 5 job that we went to so i think you know even though we might travel more than another family would you know and i always ask my son too before like hey you know we have to go do this thing like how do you feel about going here and if it's a friend's house, he's like, peace out. Like I'm good. <laughs> Later mom. <laughs> like I'm happy to go to my friend's house for the weekend, right? And I've asked him before, like, do you want to come? And I just know he can't last the long days yet because yeah. he doesn't like throwing bags that We much. can
3: barely last
2: the long day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think we're getting there for sure. We're getting yeah. to a point where he will be coming and playing with us.
3: It's really, the cool part about Cornwall is that so Rome will watch these pros, like Rome is Michelle's son. Well, and, and say with my daughters. They'll watch them. They know their names. They're kind of like heroes, right, within the mm-hmm. sport. Then they come, and the amount of interaction that's available within. Yeah. You hang out with them. You have dinner with them. You know, you talk that's to them. Cool. Like, what other professional sport out there can you do that for kids? Yeah. None. <laughs> right? Like, you're happy if you get somebody to sign a baseball card at yeah. a baseball game. We're eating Brussels sprouts with Matt guy. Like,
2: top cornhole yeah, player. Sorry. <laughs> I know you probably yeah. don't know who that
0: is, <laughs> No, that was my next question though, is with the celebrities and pros and things like that for commentating, did you feel like where you are now that you are like way more versed and calm? Because Brittany and I talk about it all the time, even on the podcast in the beginning, we don't commentate, but with your voice and just being knowledgeable, we almost sounded
2: excited and hyper. Um, well, so we both have media background. So okay. what we lacked in cornhole knowledge, we <laughs> made up in media knowledge. The actual media part didn't make me nervous, but yes, the actual knowledge of cornholes. So what the ACL made very clear when they brought us on was like, we don't expect you to know that much. Like we're bringing you on next to another commentator who does, and you're just sort of filling in because we were doing so many interviews with these pros. So we had a lot of their backstories. We may not have known every pro. <laughs> we definitely did. <laughs> or but their statistics,
3: lost. but we or. knew some, some deep story that took them off the court and made them humanized mm-hmm. that none of the other commentators we were with knew. They knew all their stats. Yeah. They knew who they'd won against. You know, they knew their probability of winning this next match, but they didn't know that. So they said, we, we want you to come on board because you are who you are and you have the perspective that you have. Don't try to be us. We don't want you that for that. We yeah. can get 10 million more of us. They wanted that female, more deep perspective. That's
1: like the best commentators, though. I feel like the ones that are like, back in fourth grade, he played dodgeball with his friend and <laughs> yeah. scraped his knee. You know, like exactly. those are the best ones so that are like, yeah, that makes them so humanized. I love that perspective. So, you guys are traveling all the time with your significant others. I think we need to get our significant others to start playing cornhole instead of coaching football. Yeah, please do. You
3: guys at our are cornhole fun. Events. Yeah, we could totally all go stay at a hotel, like drink some margaritas and go play cornhole and have fun yeah. together.
2: I've been trying yeah. to get him to switch jobs for a long time. I'm like, are you sure football is the path? And the nice thing about cornhole is that he could start playing it without changing anything on that side, right? Just like mm-hmm. any free time, you just throw bags, right? And then all you have to do is find your, your local league. Go to one local league night, and that'll be it. Everybody that goes to the one local league night is hooked forever, and it won't, and be, then a it won't hard be long. Time. He will We're give
3: just- up football himself.
2: Because Great the player. thing about
3: cornhole, unlike football, is that usually, like you know, a team at the beginning of a season is going to be the one that wins and usually beats them all. It's very rarely that there's an upset. In cornhole, upsets happen every single night. People go out to play, so somebody could be much better than you, but you. Fallon night where you're on your A game and they're on their D game and you get it. And it's like that addictive, like slot machine mentality. That's why people sit at slot machines for hours and hours and hours a day. It's because you're like, maybe this time, maybe this time, you know, like that, that's how it is with Cornhole. And it's a very, very addictive component of the game.
2: Yeah. And it's the community, honestly, to think that for a lot of people, you know, I, I lived in a town that burnt down not that long ago, just three years ago. And it, it like spread our entire community apart. And when we started our local league here in the town we moved to, it literally, people travel up to an hour and a half away to come play at our league night, which means wow. this our community that got literally burnt and moved all around would come together on a Wednesday night to play Cornwall. We were seeing all the people that we used to see in our really small town. It just brings people together and it's an instant family. Like you go to a league yeah. night and this guy came to our league night for the first time ever on Wednesday. Got second place. Like he's hooked now. Like he's good to go. Yeah, he's a lifer. He is a lifer. And then also for
3: kids, and I do want to touch on that: is that kids who are not traditionally athletic, it helps them find their footing. And to me, that is huge when it comes to bully behavior and self-confidence and self-esteem for children, especially like in the middle school ages.
1: Yeah. So it's like everywhere across the United States, is there like Mm -hmm. certain. Areas that it's more prominent. It's
2: evolved in the last year quite a bit. Yeah, pandemic. so it's exploded since the pandemic for sure. So, okay, okay. Yeah. So, since all the sports got shut down, Cornhole continued. So, it had all the ESPN airing time. Um, and that's when it really exploded. It is everywhere. We have conferences everywhere all around, but it, is it more prominent places? Yes. Kentucky, Florida, Ohio. North
3: Carolina, Ohio, yeah. Florida. Yeah. It, it tended to be more East Coast. It's getting further west. Michelle's League gets. Far more people than league. Yeah, we get around on 100 people
2: get. on a Wednesday night. Per
3: Wednesday night.
2: Wow. And, and that is like just a 10th of what's going on over there on the West Coast. Yeah,
0: we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there, but it's definitely it's... behind. We're
2: behind over on the West Coast for sure.
0: Well, time will
2: tell. It's happening. The movement's happening. <laughs> we have USA Cornhole. Um, They are working on getting cornhole into the Olympics. So we should see it start to spread to oh, countries cool. as well. Wow. Yeah, that's so neat. I, I do want to ask
0: the kids and having it in a certain area do they offer it as a actual sport you can play in high schools or in middle schools have they recognized
2: that as a sport yet we are How working are on yes. that part of the kids or 2 initiative
0: okay
3: our number one priority probably with kids or 2 is to get this in schools so that there can be college scholarships we do have a collegiate yeah. division though through the ACL high schools and middle schools i think are really important and so we're, we hope to work on that and if anybody wants to help us sponsorship wise or whatnot please reach out because it it takes a village you know to get these kind of things done but it is important and we think it a benefit to save families and bring kids out of lonely depressive bunks or
0: whatnot Mm -hmm. I do I do think in in high school I remember my high school it's a Texas one so it was everything was football all the time but I felt like it was uh I've touched on this a couple times it was so competitive that if you weren't in the top 10 with whatever sport you were in it was like you just didn't make it and it, like you weren't good enough to be in the top and so that is what you spent your entire high school doing is just competing with one another and it wasn't really that fun you know sport mm-hmm. mentality so I have high hopes that this will make it to the high schools and even middle schools too because I think it'll just change the dynamic with all the kids it won't be you know hey you're going to take my spot on the team it's like oh we can all do this mm-hmm. we
2: can all Absolutely. do this yeah it's so mm-hmm. true and the the kids it's so important because like you said they're not all going to be gifted at football basketball baseball courtball so much easier i say that because i am not athletic even a little bit never played sports my whole life so if i can somehow compete then that means there's <laughs> once again hope for everybody And it's important for these kids to be able to do that. There is a father that's been coming, you know, he's like in his fifties and he's been coming to our league for a long time now. And just about three weeks ago, he brought his like 20 year old son for the first time. And he said, he's a gamer. He just, he plays video games all day. It's all he does. And he's, he came the first night, of course, everybody being so welcoming and warm. He's never missed a week ever since he now has a Jersey with his name on it. Like he's fully hooked. And now this father and son who didn't connect on anything now have this to do together every single Wednesday.
1: I love that. I feel like that's so important, especially like you mentioned before, Whitney, that it was like bullying is just so prominent in some of these high schools, middle schools, those type of things. And it's something that you can do. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, staring at a screen. We had talked about this,
3: you know, being outside and
1: doing something that's a little more active, but you don't have to It's
3: just social engagement. It's just good for the soul on some level. But I will say if you line up every single ACL pro, 256 of them, and you were to ask somebody who knew nothing about Cornell, what do these people have in common? Based on physicality, there's no way that somebody would guess that they are all in the same professional sport. And that no tells you everything. Like, there is no hierarchy based on biologic, just makeup, which yeah. is great. That's not how hierarchies within social situations should be. So that that is really cool. And then, um, you know, the marriage stuff, like like my husband... I no longer care about like body image stuff as much now that he, I know he's just as proud of me if I can start to get it as I get start to get better at the game just more proud of that than anything <laughs> yeah like- I care so much less about like like you know dressing perfectly and looking perfect because mm-hmm. he'd probably care less about that than if I can sink four airmails yeah <laughs> you know what I mean That's so, so it's, it's very interesting how it this sport has potential to be a solution. What's an airmail? It's like a swish in basketball. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Airmail? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Airmail. Yeah. Oh so God. you
2: have to airmail, essentially, if there's a bag in front of the hole, right? So it's Locking. in the way. So you can't, you can't slide. slide. So you have to go over it or you can roll over it. There's a lot of other throws, but the airmail would be the more common.
1: What about people drinking while playing this
3: game? That's <laughs> a, f- a fascinating part of this sport. And we, <laughs> yes, we <it> have this. <laughs> On our podcast this week, we actually had a a really, really high level researcher in sports psychology from the United Arab Emirates, actually like Dubai area. Come on and talk to us about how fascinating that part is. That's something we covered. It is the only pro sport that I can think of that 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 is a prominent part of the game. I think to try to cut drinking out would be very odd because all of these people who it really is part of Mm -hmm. how they throw. That's how
2: you started. Yeah, because you hand.
3: started
1: at a backyard barbecue with a beer right. in your hand. Exactly. It takes the mental capacity out of it. I feel like the a yips. little bit more. Get get less yips. Yips. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. And so I don't know where it's going to go with that. I don't know that as the sport grows much bigger that that's going to be able to remain such a fundamental option. Mm-hmm. Was so there like sport.
2: tailgating before the corn? Like, what is it? Oh, no, it's like? all day. There's no time. Like you, no, you
3: start at nine in the morning. You get oh, your it's... Bloody
2: Mary and you roll out to your first game. <laughs>
3: I'll tell you, the very first competitive thing I went to, I kind of threw myself in there. They only serve beer, and I'm not a beer drinker. This high level game, I was so anxious, and I had to leave and go to the liquor store in between games <laughs> because like, I, I was like, it. I cannot do it, like I, because because the nerves are, are yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. What's the drink of choice? What's like the go to small amount of orange vodka mm-hmm. with ginger ale and oh, maybe a splash of tonic and some ice. So oh. it's like it's a very <laughs> slow, subtle calm. <laughs> it's not like, oh, let's
2: take shots. You know what I mean? Well, because that threshold yeah. of when you're good and bad. Yeah. you get, yeah. Okay. So
3: you start out bad with no drinks. You get progressively really, really, really good, better than you've ever been, and then all of a sudden you're like this. Like it's the a,
2: worst. It's a steep it's decline. Sloppy.
3: Deep slope <laughs> drop off. So you got to be very careful. In fact, we have a friend who carries a, a breathalyzer on her keychain so she can reach the optimal BAC Sorry. for throwing. Wow. <laughs> Which is yep. that's a different level. We do not.
2: We do not do that. I I just drink beer. It's either like a Corona or maybe Modelo. Um,
3: But you got to last all day. So you can't go hard. Yeah, no, you
2: can't. I mean, you can't. In fact, that's a whole nother conversation of how these players are staying energetic through the day. And I think there's going to have to be changes in our industry because I don't think it's healthy what a lot mm-hmm. of them are choosing to some do. using supplemental yeah, using oh. using yeah some questionable things and <laughs> it's like you can't blame them because there's no time to eat really it is non-stop it is three days it's a freaking marathon and so you are kind of like well what do you what do you expect yeah. at some point but the, i think the drinking doesn't help in terms of keeping people's energy. well
3: high. it might help them win but it's not healthy that's for sure
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah So, we
1: usually go backwards with our last question of the interview, but I kind of want to go forwards into what you guys, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but like what your plan is for this platform and for the future and where you kind of see yourself with girls throw two, kids throw two, all of your other added on twos that you're going to continue
2: to grow.
3: We see ourselves on an Island with a pina colada retired.
2: (laughs) We hope there's no more, but honestly, the, you know, going back to my background being women's wellness, the the main place we want to take this is to see women's lives like really enriched and full and thriving. Hence we thrive too. um, we think cornhole is a huge part of that because what I found in my work is that women tend to struggle with having hobbies and like really soulful hobbies. And I I would a lot of times find women when I was helping them with their weight and I'm like, well, what else are you doing? What else are you looking forward to besides eating? They couldn't really come up with anything. Like, so I found cornhole, it fills this massive void for a lot of women. It also fills that competitive nature. I know for myself, I can be competitive in things that get dysfunctional or unhealthy. This seemed to be a healthy outlet for my competitiveness and then couple that with the fact that cornhole brings people together it brings connection it brings community so we just feel like cornhole can do so much for so many people and we would like to be at the at the head of making that happen in families
3: and make helping people realize that because it's something that you probably wouldn't just notice on your own we definitely didn't we we actually have come to Jesus moment like a couple months in and we were like why do we care so much about this again And we, we had to like step back and realize this is why. And I will tell you, like, I can't tell you how many times my husband and I have been in some small bickering match and we are both stubborn individuals. We would never have talked about it. The silent treatment would have gone on for days. That would have grown into something even bigger, like for the stupidest reasons, just because we're like, neither one of us is willing to be the first one to like, be like, that was dumb. Let's say I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, what happens though, is we both enjoy cornhole so much. One of us will break. And be like do you want to throw bags so then we'll do it and we'll be like begrudgingly angry throwing bags next <laughs> to each other but over the next 12 rounds we start laughing about something you know what i mean and then that the fight is no longer an issue within the marriage so we took something that could have been two weeks three weeks in the making and took care of it in one night i mean <laughs> how could you not love that <laughs>
2: It's a song for all relationship problems. I love it. It And I didn't even have to put my tail between my legs. It just happened naturally.
0: (laughs) Well, we absolutely love your mission. We think it'll just have such a promising future and we will keep in touch. And to all of our listeners, if they want to find you, if they want to locate you, where should they go? And what platforms are y'all on so they can come and find more information?
2: GirlsThrow2.com is obviously the easiest, and then we have a really active Facebook forum, Girls Throw Two forum, um, that you can hop in, especially if you're wanting to figure out where to play or where your mm-hmm. league is. Um, you can find other women playing in your area that will welcome you with open arms if you're scared to go to your first league night. So please reach out in there, um, and that would be the best places would be that Facebook group and then our website.
3: Again, if you're if you have kids who you want to get playing, KidsThrow2.com. And then as we go forward and we get you into the sport, we have, we drive too, which is health and wellness, yoga, coaching and whatnot.
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome. Well, we loved having you guys on. We really appreciate all of the knowledge that you just dropped on us. So thank you so much.
0: Yes. And thank you to everyone that's listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast for the latest updates. If you enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time.